And then I farted all over the Duchess. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. what a great New Year's Eve that was. Yeah. Yeah. 1999, my friend. You know that the millennium. We'll never have. We'll never have another millennium. At least not in our lifetimes. We'll. We'll also have never have another millennium in our lifetimes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Millennium two. I, I think that's possible. Millennium <laughs> two, where yeah. uh, he plays the genie and. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh uh... man. What a what a what a great and completely natural start to this episode of uh, Undercooked Analysis. Did did the Aladdin movie already come out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that should tell you everything if you have to ask. So. <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I yeah. it's very from what I get the responses it's hit or miss. Like people either like it or dislike it or they It can't be worse than Dumbo though. Oh god, Dumbo was awful. Well, I don't have much hope for this uh Disney live action cartoon cinematic universe uh, <laughs> B L A C C U is that what it would be? I, I guess. I guess the only time it becomes Disney. a cinematic universe though is if they start setting up for if like at the end of Dumbo Nick Cage walks in and says, <laughs> "Oh my god, could you imagine?" Wait, did I say Nick Cage? Yes. Yes. Yeah, in this in this yes. in that universe it's Nick Cage with an eye patch. And he comes uh, it, in, and uh, he does the face that he does in Face Off. <laughs> and that's just, he doesn't say anything. He just, he pulls the eye patch up, makes the which, face, which smash fa- cut to credits. Here's the question. Which face from Face Off? You know off? the face I'm I talking know, about. I know what you're talking about, but he makes many faces in that. Specifically, it's the grinning, bug-eyed face. Yes. Hey, Dumbo, we need you for a special mission. My name's Gaston. <laughs> Nick Cage is Gaston. I, oh man, I would watch the Gaston a Gaston biopic starring Nick, Nick Cage as oh Gaston. God. I would watch the hell out of that. And it should be a biopic. Like it should actually be presented like a do- <laughs> like a tri- oh. like like it's a documentary. At like, the end of the movie, it does like a, you know where are they now? And it says uh, like Gaston's remains were found at the bottom of a cliff. <laughs> uh, he was buried with honors in the uh. village or something. We have to steal the Declaration of Independence. That hasn't been written yet. Well, we have to write it, then we have to steal it. What, what's wrong with this plan? Come on. <laughs> well, we have to go across. Uh, we have to go across to the New World first. Yeah, well, it, and that's how they bump into Pocahontas in the mm-hmm. Disney cinematic. Universe. Isn't it, like I, I think the time period that Beauty and the Blue Beast takes place is actually after. It. I feel like Beauty and the Beast must be set in like the. 18, it's at least the like late 1600s, though. Really? No, no, no. Come on, no, that is not true. Okay, it does not seem like a. Here, it does not seem like a like a. It would be in the 1700s. Just listen. When is the last time you heard of a modern day witch <laughs> placing placing a curse on a modern day 11 year old prince? By the uh, way, he was 11. Uh, yeah, he, not... was. he was 11. That was the messed up part. He was 11 because it said on its 21st year, and then they said, for 10 years we've been resting. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what kind of witch curses an 11-year-old child because they're rude? I think all no, witch, I think even, all witches do if you believe Roald Dahl. Not even rude. <laughs> not even rude. She turned. He, he, he turned her away because... He's 11. It's like, hey, let me in. No, you're a stranger. Go away. <laughs> he was just right. doing best practices. Don't let a stranger into your house. That's right. <laughs> but especially a stranger who is literally, literally evil, <laughs> literally going to cast a spell on you. 
And, she, and by, by by proxy, she curses the household staff. Like that's right. that's some bullshit. Yeah, that was a, that's a dick move. No wonder he's so angry. Yeah, he had to go. I, he had to go through puberty as a beast. That sucks. Oh god. What we need is a prequel where the beast, you know, gets his revenge on the witch before oh Belle even shows up or anything like that. He, he, he he's like orchestrating. After. Yeah, Can, he sends out a hit squad of household appliances. <laughs> What if he? Uh, what if he's got? What if his uh, like royal assassins that you know clearly because he's a they're a monarchy they have people who are trained in dealing with their enemies but they all actually got turned into like, um, like the cutlery set cutlery <laughs> set or like one of them actually got or they got turned into their weapons so one of them is just like a wire and you're like what are oh, you it's like I'm a Garrett <laughs> a, yeah it's just an eyeball on each end of the wire oh, oh god. god. The, Oh, and it's oh, it's like that, um, like almost it cats cradles itself into a face and then talks. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be really spooky. That'd be spooky, but that'd be cool. I think. <laughs> See, now we're getting into Brave Little Toaster territory, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How do we know that the appliances in Brave Little Toaster weren't cursed by a witch by an 11, when the master was because, eleven years because old? Because everything else is also coming to life as well. Because they go into the entire this, world. The entire was yeah. cursed via, because. The, what if what if there was a Thanos situation where somebody got the Infinity Gauntlet and snapped half of the world's populace into appliances? How frightening mm-hmm. would that be? That would make uh, well, actually, that makes the the song worthless even more chilling. Because all those cars, not only were they singing about, you know, the lives they had, but at one point they were actually people. Right. So, wow. By the way, in in this UCA, we have David King, Kayla Berry, and Slime Beast. Okay, let's continue talking. <laughs> yeah, so that's introductions are out of the way. That's good. Thank you, Kayla. You're welcome. I am Kayla. Uh, with me is Slime Beast. And Say hello, Slime Beast. Hello, Slime Beast. And I am and David. David. Hi. <laughs> um... So, having been been known for my my work in, in various uh, Disney creepypasta, uh, Kayla suggested that we read a Disney creepypasta. I feel a little typecast right now. Okay, I'll. So um, you feel typecast. <laughs> you feel typecast. You, okay. David. David. Having me on the show, having me on the show after 150 episodes <laughs> have passed since the last time, and it's for a fucking Disney pasta. <laughs> I do feel like okay. That's fine. That's fine. No, that's okay. Let's continue. Well, I haven't. We're, we're getting. I think we're getting our roles reversed. Though I'm supposed. To, I'm supposed to be you this episode. Oh, that's right. You just established that. So I should okay. be the one. So then you're saying. So how yeah, what's the deal, David? You were supposed to write another haunted mansion story, so I could actually be on this one. Well, what been, the fuck? I've been too. I was. <laughs> I was too busy karate kicking children through brick walls. <laughs> Sorry. My name's David. Hoop to do. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm putting a, I'm putting a stop to this right now. <laughs> I'm going to explain this. So, uh, it, for those who don't know, we have a Disney creepypasta writing challenge coming up. Guess what? How many how many people are saying this is so hard? Everyone. Oh yeah, because everyone's like, how do I write about Disney when I know nothing about Disney? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the guy who basically wrote the most famous, if not the worst. <laughs> no, I'm Ooh. So, just kidding, just kidding. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Which one of us are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> as far as you, look, as we both of us have uh, relatively well-acclaimed Disney creepypasta <laughs> under our belt, so. Hmm. Are we talking about Abandoned by Dusnoid, or are we talking about Grad Knight in the Haunted, I don't Ballroom. know, Bungalow? <laughs> Grad Knight in the ha- Haunted Outhouse. 
Grad Knight in the Haunted House. Outhouse. Grad Knight in the Haunted Phone Booth. They just packed as many people in as they could. I feel like that. I feel like that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I feel like you're a a short step away from doing Grad Knight in the Phantom Toll Booth, and then we got a really weird copyright situation on our hands. Grad Knight in the Phantom Toll Booth, co-starring all of the appliances from Brave Little Toaster (laughs) and Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage. But all of Nicolas Cage's characters. All the all the appliances in the live action remake of the Brave Little Toaster are voiced by Nicolas Cage. Every single one of them. Okay, so here's a question. Who would win? All of Nicolas Cage's characters or all of Johnny Depp's characters? Go. Nicolas Cage. All of Nicolas Cage's. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, Johnny Depp, you know, he, his characters have more of that, uh, like, metaphysical kind of yeah, stuff but, going on. But, he plays a lot of characters with some kind of, like, you know, supernatural tint to them. So yeah, I don't know. But Nicolas Cage has also played um, uh, Ghost Rider. So he has Satan on his side. Well, that's true. Mm. Well, who doesn't have Satan on their side? Am I right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Jack Sparrow just has jump, dumb luck. Uh, Ed Wood is Ed Wood. Uh, Ed Wood could dress up like Bugs Bunny and fool Nicolas Cage into thinking he's a you know, beautiful, <laughs> oh ravishing Oh my blonde. god. I like the, the, the idea that he does it, He dresses up as Bugs Bunny dressed as a woman to be yes. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But Nicolas Cage, other than Ghost Rider, I don't know. Well, he's also, I mean, but he's done a lot of action flicks too. And then he's also played a wizard. Do you think that if they did, let's say they make a movie, Johnny Depp versus Nicolas Cage, all their characters, do you think they would just throw John Travolta in there as Nicolas Cage from Face Off? Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. Just be him there, you know. Well, <laughs> Wait, so so can so yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got oh, that's that's choice. Okay, where were we? I'm sorry. Sorry, okay, so... My train of thought derailed because it crashed into Nicolas Cage having a fight with Nicolas Cage. Well, okay, so yeah. you got you got probably the most... Honestly, the most famous Disney creepypasta of all time, let's be honest, is Abandoned by Disney, even though is I think... Is Abandoned by Desnoid? It is. Nah. Nah. Even, even though I have to say, I think his sequels are so much better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought the most famous was a mascot followed me home. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Not at all. <laughs> but like, now I will raise the safety bar, I, and a tangent will follow you home. I, mm. Why did you write a band by Disney? From what I know, you you don't know much about Disney parks or anything like that. This is a question you've been he's been you've been asked a lot though. Yeah, I mean it's it it's interesting because usually when people ask me questions, my answers are just like I don't. know. That's fair. I'll accept that as an answer. But I will say um, that when I – this was all – you know, people always say, um, oh, Abandoned by Disney, it was written because you wanted to create the next creepypasta icon. And you wanted wanted to be a famous author, so you created this, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I just – I was on a forum, and there was a uh, thread that someone had posted on the forum where it was like for micro creepypastas, you know, like one or two sentences or whatever. And I wrote a post on there, and I said, uh, underneath Disney World, there's a negative image of Mickey. When he pulls off his head, there's only blood. And then at the end of that post, I put, also, Goofy has his penis out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was where it came from. I, you know, I just, after, like, a while after that, I thought, you know, I, I could actually probably write a story around that, just, you know, to see if I could. Not with the Goofy penis, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey! I know you Notice anything different? Da, 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 da. It's a it's a weird looking penis thing. Weird looking. 
I'm the only one who's known the touch of a woman. That's true. It is true. That's the frightening part. (laughs) Well, except Pete. Oh, yeah, Pete. It just dawned on me that Pete also has a kid in Goof Troop, so... And you actually see his wife, so... Oh, interesting. Yeah, so... So, Pete and Goofy are the players. Yeah. Hmm. Or at least the ones who actually manage to settle down and have a a healthy uh, relationship with, uh, you know, another being long enough to conceive a child. So you're saying that Pete and Goofy each had heterosexual relationships with women? Yes. Yes. There goes my ship. My OTP. Of Hashtag Peter. poofy. A poofy. <laughs> I like Geet. Be never to be. I, honestly, I like Geet, but poofy's good. Poofy. Yeah. Poofy. Poofy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, speaking of poofy, again? Yeah, speaking of poofy, I guess we should. So, I, you know, it's interesting. Um,. That, well, yeah, that's goofy. that's kind of the point of it. And I'm glad your pro tag ran out of the story before he turned around and saw Goofy with his penis. Yes, <laughs> that exactly. would have been frightening. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the and then like um, I oh, know I think wait, go ahead. Well, I was like, I know you're not asking, but I mean, the grad night story was just because a friend of mine who I used to go to Disneyland with once told me a story about how he and his friends on Had a grad night. Out. Oh, good. Yeah. Jumped. Yeah, they they jumped over the 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 walkway and like hid down there for a while, and then like just. No one, no one came to find them, and they just hung out there all night. That was literally the in, where the inspiration came from. Now, I know the difference between you two as writers. You know your shit. I know you do. <laughs> you, in terms of Disney, you like. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, well, although it's cool. David doesn't know shit though. Yeah, yeah, David, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I, it was a really good, educated guess. Although with Corruptus, it actually, I okay, I like Corruptus. I actually like Corruptus a lot more than Abandoned by Disney. I know. Abandoned by Disney is the more popular, but Corrupt is so fascinatingly cool. You like, just, you're just a sucker for Latin. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, did you like? Did your research, or I mean, I know you did, David. I know you like research it. Like, well, you're not like, talking to me. I'm not important here. Yes, you are. God damn it. <laughs> I, All right, I this did is my now research. an interview of David. So, David, what was your motivation in writing uh, a Spelunker's Guide Dude. to Nasal Caverns? Uh, I, sorry, I become an interviewer when I'm like, ooh, I want to know more about this shit. Uh, well, a Spelunker's Guide to Nasal Caverns was the result <laughs> of me just having way too much time on my hands and uh, t- way too much, literally too much time on my hands because those hands would not leave my hey. nasal caverns. Hey! Somebody oh. out there, write a creepypasta about picking your nose. <laughs> Actually, that sounds more like a no, no sleep story. But disguise it as a really serious story and then it has to have it be like, at the end, you realize it is just someone describing picking their nose. That would be a trypasta. Right. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be choice. What? We see we're really dragging our feet on getting to this story. Yeah, let's get to okay. So the story is called "Whatever You Do, Stay Out of the Disney Vault." Yeah, I'm ready to start. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch! I palindrome. I. All right, I'm ready. All right, right, ready. Oh wait, hold on one second. Okay, we ready? You guys ready? Yeah. All right, cool. You ready to start? Yeah. Okay, give me one moment. Okay. <laughs> well, while he's um, <laughs> doing whatever the fuck he's doing. While he's off being a, a, a Slim Slam Tim Tom. I'm, I'm looking for the appropriate GIF to post in Skype chat. There we go. Yes. Okay. Okay, oh, now we can start. That's, yes. a, that's an appropriate that's GIF. A- I'm not even going to say what it is. <laughs> it's adorable, Just though. keep swimming. 
Just mm-hmm. all I'm going to say is just keep swimming. Uh, so this is a no sleep story. So that's already a good sign. It, um, it's by Jay Goodspeed. Jay Goodspeed. Oh, this is new. This was twenty. Jay Goodspeed posted twenty days ago. Two hundred and fifty upvotes. Ching. That's some good speed. Good mm. You know who to go to when you need it. Don't go to Jay Bad Speed for your speed. Go to Jay Goodspeed. Everyone loves Walt Disney. Well, nope, that's a lie. Come on, let's go home now. Okay. His stories and animations have warmed the hearts of countless audiences around the world for generations. Now, would we say they're his animations? No. No. <laughs> Walt barely did any animating would himself. They say they're, would we say they're his stories? <laughs> no, most of I them mean, are unoriginal. <laughs> yeah, his movies, fair, I think, would be good, you know. To be fair, I've pulled. Uh, to be fair, by that proxy, I've pulled a Walt and adapted other people's stories to different another true. medium. So, that's, true. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, that's the side of him they wanted you to see. I worked three years in Burbank, California, as a digital archivist for the Walt Disney Company. I can't give my name here because just me writing this is breaking the half a dozen NDAs that they made me sign before I was. Let go, let go, from the company. I thought the exact same thing. He just couldn't hold it back anymore. Mm-hmm. He and turned away and slammed the door. And <laughs> Here I stand, clearing out my desk. <laughs> let the pink slip come. I don't care about an NDA. <laughs> there you go. If you guys want to continue this song and write your own lyrics... Oh, okay. Are we allowed to do that instead of read the story? My job was to oversee conversion and restoration of of film prints into digital format. Because there was rarely anything new to come out of the vault, I found the majority of my time on on the clock spent doing digital cleanups of repertory titles. Uh, Uh, okay. That went over my head. I'm sorry. So he restores film. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Basically. Okay. This is the guy responsible for all those goddamn things where the commercial comes on and they say, just released from the Disney vault, Cinderella, back on VHS. You know, like, uh, yeah, back in the day. Do we, is, this, is this the person who was doing that back when it was all on VHS? Yes. Because now they don't let anything out of the vault. Yeah. Because probably because of this story, we're probably going to find out why. We're probably also going to find out why Disney Plus won't have Song of the South and will edit the crows out. <laughs> Let's face it, guys. Let's face it, guys. He's restoring old footage that has been locked away in a vault. It's going to be Nazi propaganda. Oh yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get hyper high definition version of Defuhrer's face. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Hyper realistic negative Hitler <laughs> with his white mustache. Hitler says in Ger- he'll say it in German, but the hey, subtitles Kyle. will say will say want to see mine head come off. Mine. Well. <laughs> and when he but when he pulls off his head instead of chunky yellow b- blood is just like a like a mountain of like paper mache swastikas. <laughs> <laughs> paper mache swastikas. <laughs> I don't know. You the office out of your ass. I did talk about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, they'd make us huddle all over already sifted through footage to pick specks of dirt from films like Cinderella or Snow White. Right. Snow White. That's, that was, that was, that was so when people brought yet, bought yet another re-release on Blu-ray, they think they were, oh, okay. God damn it. I knew it. I knew this was the guy. Uh (laughs) They think they were getting their money worth. So they literally have to like go through and use tweezers to like frame by frame. I, I like the idea. That's the horrific part to me is the the uh, the factory like working so conditions. Bored. 
of this sort of Could thing. Could you imagine you buy the re-release on Blu-ray, your favorite movie, Snow White, you pop it into the DVD player, you press play, and you're like, what the heck? Where are Snow White's pupils? <laughs> <laughs> Don Bluth anyway. argued that uh, they needed to animate, reanimate every Disney film without pupils because the rescuers didn't get, or uh, no, not pupils, the... the whites of people's eyes. But they took out the wrong message and instead removed everyone's pupils. Uh... He was being vindictive. That all changed when I heard that half a dozen film canisters had been discovered in the basement of one of Disney's many vacation properties. Uh-huh. 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 A certain palace. Is that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were... <laughs> You're the only one who knows, having visited it, of course, you being the, yeah. the real person who wrote that bio, biographic story. God, I, I love when, the, when there are like articles or something and it says, Christopher Howard Wolf went to Mowgli's palace. <laughs> No! No! Missing the I mean, point no. entirely. St- Stan Lee was bitten by a spider and. No! <laughs> Ian no, Fleming, I- super agent. No! No! Well, maybe. A- a- according to Wolf, people in North Carolina like to uh, <laughs> disrupt uh, zoning board meetings where they well, p- smash paintings that, over their knees. That part may be true. <laughs> Um, there were 13 canisters. I wish there had been 666 canisters, but there hey. are 13. All of them labeled with their titles. The majority were old, unseen Mickey Mouse shorts. Ew. Nothing new or original. <laughs> that just goes to show no one thinks Mickey is new or original anymore. <laughs> Aww. I mean... Have you, uh, out of curiosity, though, have you seen those those Paul Rudish uh, Mickey Mouse shorts that they've been coming out with online recently? Uh, yeah, they had one where the title card had uh, neg- photo negative Mickey on it. <laughs> they probably should have credited you, but you know. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't want to be that guy, but it, you know, when you see something like that, it's just human nature to wonder and be like, D- what is that? I No, it can't be. Well, no, I, well, I don't know. Maybe, dun, dun, dun. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it, is it me? You? It's you. It's you. Who? One of the canisters, however, was unmarked. (gasps) (gasps) Shit. I ran the film through the projector. The year 1944 (laughs) appeared on the screen. Then a title that read, Walt Disney's The Final Solution. The Final Solution. Wait, no. Wait, what? No, wait. Hang on. (laughs) Are you... uh, Are you... uh, Oh, 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 Walt, can I have another solution? Okay, but this is your final solution. Oh, goody. Wait, I just thought of something. Why would Walt Disney decide to build a theme park themed around Jungle Book in, of all places, North Carolina? Well, well, Walt Disney was dead at that point. Or why would the Disney company decide to build in North Carolina? Why would they build anything anywhere? I mean, jeez. <laughs> Does that sound like a real answer? There you go. Uh, I mean, if I mean, if you're going to ask me, you yes. know, how did you write about Disney when you don't know much about it? Hey, I know about North Carolina at least. That's true. <laughs> write what you know. Write what you know. And put a hypothetical Disney thing there. Yeah. There Slimebeast did it, and so can you. Yes. Write, write what you know and make it about Disney. Again, you could have your Disney theme park set in Alaska, and yeah. it somehow makes sense still. If it works, if Slime Beast can do it, you can too. Disney's Alaska Adventure? 
At least it's Disney a little more alliterative than California Adventure. Yeah, it actually. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about it. That does sound good, yeah. actually. The Alaska Disney Park, the only one where the most popular uh, character is the hunter that shot Bambi's mother. But, yeah. <laughs> but you never see him. So yeah, you just have right. character <laughs> you just meet and greet when, when you go to the character meet and greet with the hunter, uh, you just stand in an empty room and you're like, where is he? And then you hear, and then one of your parents gets shot. And that's just the music that just plays throughout the whole, the whole goddamn time in the theme park. You're like, shit, shit, shit. Where's You have to keep an eye on your face. What ride do you want to go on? I want to run from the forest fire. That's a thing? That's, that's a thing. <laughs> it's just Disney Park employees, like, with a flamethrower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I oh, would love man. to be a cast member at Disney's Alaska, <laughs> Alaska Adventure, Adventure if it works like that. Yeah. And then uh, and then somehow there's a shitty uh, Frozen ride off in the distance. That God damn it. I was wondering if we were going to talk with Frozen with Alaska, yeah. There's already a, but there's already a Frozen ride. Yeah, it's the same they're in gonna, Florida. Oh, they're the, just going to they're just going to import it. Yeah. Damn just it. Import it to Alaska. Nah. And like, but it will it'll, for some reason they they'll have um they'll have more, for some reason more nods to Maelstrom like at the end of the ride you'll go past the frost monster but then you'll pass an oil rig. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll still have I, oil I rig. Since, yeah, actually, since? <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, since they have, uh, Disney has the rights to Anastasia, is it? Yeah, no, that's, that's right. Um, since they have the rights to that now, that would be the perfect place for some Anastasia rides yes. drawing the Russian customers, you know? Yes. Yeah. I can see Russia from the park gates, you know, like that actually, that type of... Hey, there you go. There's, I, <laughs> uh, this is no joke. Like, uh, Maelstrom actually had a scene, and for a little while, it was going to be like a rainstorm scene where they actually lightning hits... Like the oil rig or whatever? Yeah, you're going by an oil rig because Nora was very proud of their oil rigs at the time. <laughs> and like, yeah, they're, it's like, so you're in a boat with on water, and every time you pass by, there's lightning striking an oil rig. Mm, that, yeah, electricity. Well, well because it was going to be a real Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A real test of your faith, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, so every 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 rider on that ride is like, "Dear God, just let me live." <laughs> um, I want to see uh, what's in this unmarked white canister. Yes. Okay. It's peaches. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Who's fun. I think it's me. Oh yeah. What followed was a beautifully animated cartoon in full color and sound. The animation was unlike anything Disney had ever made before or after. Instead of cartoonish characters with comically exaggerated features, I was looking at near-photorealistic renderings moving with lifelike fluidity. Oh, my God. Photorealistic. Photo- at least they- it's not hyper-realistic. Well, yeah, nobody's eyes are bleeding yet. Not yet. Yet. Der Fuhrer came onto the screen. His <laughs> eyes were bleeding. And then he pulled his and, head off. Yeah, he pulled his head off. And the, the, the I don't know what other things could he do. And, and cheese fell out. He said, spreading their word. <laughs> there was no music. Well, I thought it was full sound. Okay, well, whatever. There was no music, only a low humming sound that almost played melodically in unison with the images. Um, I can remember every frame of the cartoon like it was yet just yesterday. Can, uh, can I... Just point out, like they don't need sound because it's apparently it's just beautifully animated, and you just get someone going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Oh, it's just someone yeah. actually humming the, the the plant. It's like we haven't written the songs yet, but here's how it all sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
See, I, I know what this is. It's like Charlie Brown. Hitler steps up to the podium and goes, <laughs> like, the, like the trombone sound, yeah. Oh, man. So, all right. Am I on the next well, is... Yes. Am I on the next one? Yes. <clears throat> the story was about a man named Dr. Disney. What? Okay. <sighs> He was a scientist working for the government who had come to a drastic conclusion. Mankind was a sickness, a pox on the planet, a hateful parasite that could never be cured of its own shortcomings. So, okay. when did this Uh-oh. become Bioshock? Okay, first off, the writing here has not been bad, for the most part. Right, right. This kind of is like, what the fuck? Now, I will say there's a couple things I want to point out here. One, Go ahead. Dr. Disney... Kind of on the face of it seems a little hand ham handed or hand oh, yeah. handed. No, that's completely. But, that's completely. Okay. It's yeah. like it's like trying to. Uh, I mean, to to give it a, a a fitting analogy, it's like trying to pick a lock, but having Donald Duck do it. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say that we live in a world where Kingdom Hearts features a character called Yen Sid. Yeah. So technically, it's not that outlandish, even though it's ham handed. <laughs> Yeah. There has been ham handier things. That is true. I mean, I the can... other thing I will say is that this has gone a le- the, the Nazis have leveled up basically <laughs> because they've gone from hating a specific group or groups of people to hating everybody on the planet. So, yep. yeah. Do- is do- so Dr. Disney says they was working for the government. We don't know which government. The the world government. <laughs> the shadow government. Yes. Uh I think uh, now this is me? I think so. Yes. Yeah. After an unauthorized experiment involving two eventually confiscated chipmunks... Gee, I wonder which ones he's going to reference, but go on. They were, they, their DNA was combined with that of a pair of Chip and Dale dancers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the doctor was court-martialed and publicly shamed for his extreme scientific methods. So he was a doctor working for the government and he got court-martialed, so I guess he was a military doctor. I guess. Do you think he was involved in a project involving keeping people awake for several days with a gas stimulant? <laughs> yeah, and what they they didn't actually they didn't need a gas stimulant, although that would be a good tie-in for what they pump into Disney parks with the smell things. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, what they did was they just played "It's a Small World After All" on loop, and people were just awake for several days. Oh no! Which is you decide. Well, thanks for reading. Uh, <laughs> Uh, your turn. Alone, broken, and on the cusp of poverty. 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 Poverty, goddammit. The doctor would soon be approached by a Russian spy who would explain that over the years of the KBG, or KGB, wow, I mm. cannot read today. I can never read. What? Why do I even try? Aw. The Kellogg's that. Green Bank. The... The Kepler... Green Bank Telescope. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Oh my god. Damn, David. Uh, the KGB had been spying on him. The doctor's scientific achievements being the subject of much study in Russia. I mean, you joked, but it's there. Okay. Russian experiments. You're, uh-huh. you're, you're right in your prediction. Now, my, I, why is it uh, capitalizing T for the, the... And D for the doctor. Well, Doctor, I can kind of understand. Well, it makes me think that we're just watching a really weird animated episode of Doctor Who. 
Mm-hmm. That could very well <laughs> could be. You, could you just imagine this is actually Doctor Who, the the Doctor from Doctor Who? Yeah, and I, and it would it wouldn't be that weird. He's a time traveler, so he put himself in an animated feature in 1944. Although I don't see, as a cautionary tale, I don't see him making saying mankind was a sickness. I Which could, doctor do we think this is? Because there's been a few. My favorite is Peter Sellers, but what what about you guys? <laughs> That's who it is. Uh, Paul it's... Rubens is my favorite doctor. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Time to go! <laughs> Especially when he takes uh, Cherry into the TARDIS with him. God damn it. As the TARDIS so says, where are we going? But yeah. <laughs> where uh, are we going today, I think, Doctor? I think my favorite Doctor is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> uh, uh, so. You. Me? Yes. Yes, you. Uh, yes, you. Uh, Russia. Oh, yeah. The cartoon continues with the Russians secretly bankrolling the doctor, allowing him to continue his experiments in a hidden underground laboratory containing the most cutting-edge technology. This is all under the strict con- uh, conditions that he completed his w- his work. That, with his, the, that his completed That work. his completed work would be the property of the Soviets. Oh, man. There's a Soviet-Russia joke in there somewhere, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> Deep in the laboratory, the doctor began steps that, when finished, would change the unsuspecting world above him forever. It would make the world smaller, you say. Again, as writing goes, it's not terrible, but what's being addressed, the content is ridiculous. I'm already not... I can't. It's a mashup of a lot of different creepypastas. Yeah. Russian sleep experiment, uh, suicide mouse. Um, A little bit uh, of Squidward suicide. Yeah, just because of the way it's set up with like I worked at this, I worked here doing this thing, so I got to see footage that most other people don't get to see. Mm. Well, they, oh, wait, true, that is true though. That Suicide Mouse did that too. I'm still surprised that this is, there's still no um, like joke off of Abandoned by Disney. Uh, usually, that's the go-to to like well, we'll steal from. We'll see. We'll see. The, uh, it says down below that the Soviets felt very negatively about the project. <laughs> up there, you go. Yeah, there it is. Uh, there you go. But yeah, I, uh, how will this change the world above? Is it going to turn half the population into appliances? I'm pretty sure it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it who? Who is it? the doctor? It is. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, wait. You didn't. You no. It's me. Because you, did you just read? Something? No, slimy just read. So yeah. it's me. So it's me. Oh, it is you. It's one of you two. That's all st- I'm- the doctor meticulously crafted his perfect creation, manipulating the DNA of a DNA. Wow! <laughs> wow! DNA. I'm, now I'm just picturing. I'm picturing a doctor in the hospital saying, uh, yes, we've studied your DNA," And you're like, doctor, what? Your DNA? Uh, um, can I get another? Oh, no, 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 guys, guys. This is just a bit of like a uh, minor of minor mix up. It should be NDA. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. no. Manipulating wait, the non-disclosure that... agreement of a common mouse. Wait, wait. <laughs> Manipulating the DNA of a common mouse into a five foot upright standing vessel of sentience. The, doctor, the real Chuck E. Cheese. The real Chuck E. Cheese. The oh, doctor God. would name this this. <laughs> Why is this capitalized? Metaphorical Adam Mickey. It is what there it is. There's the there's do, the do I need do I need to do my, my famous my famous bit? Hang on. <clears throat> it's a beast version of our mascot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh. What does what does he want? What does what could he gain from this? Let's, I, have no I, I don't idea. think this will cover. I don't. I still don't understand how this. Is, yeah, I don't understand how this is going to contribute to the destruction of mankind or whatever. This is. Oh, hey, everybody! I'm I'm here to chew your wires. 
It's a small <laughs> plan. It's a long game. I'm here to I'm I'm here to shit all over your house. Live in your baseboard. Yeah. Who who wants some MRSA? <laughs> Just give me some trees and I'll be okay. Oh, but don't actually. It's really bad for me. It's actually true. No, it's true. Uh, I'm Mickey gonna paint tips. Just... Damn David, David, it's your turn. What? Mickey is just like this this guy who's sitting in a cafe, and he's like, "I know, I know, I shouldn't have cheese, but I want to be bad today." <laughs> uh, Mickey would be the first of a new race that would one day replace humans as the stewards uh, of Earth. Holy shit! Walt would affectionate. Walt, no, hold on. Doctor Walt up. Disney. Doctor Walt would affectionately dub these new beings anamorphs. I mean, anthropomorphs. <laughs> He would dub them the term for what they were already. <laughs> I, this, this. I'm sorry. The story. I, I, oh I, I sorry. Already dropped the pretense, but the fact that they we lose the doctor is just Walt. I think that's a that's a that's a flub. Uh, but oh wow. But we have to remember. I, I'm going to interrupt you just for a minute and say we have to remember this is happening in a cartoon that yes. he's seeing. So yes. oh at, at least say what? And I said, oh my god, you're right. This is yeah, all so, an animated feature. At least, at least this isn't happening in reality yet. So far, it's just a weird cartoon. It's only a matter of time, though. <laughs> yeah, we're not expected to believe that Walt Disney actually created a mouse person yet. It's just in a cartoon so far. I, I so. And it's a good thing we killed that fucker off before he could. Yeah, it was a, it was a plot. But what here's a, the funny part. He okay. This <laughs> I think it was doing okay until it just went off the fucking rails right now. And also, by the way, he's been called the Doctor this whole time. So now it's now my fa- this is a new incarnation of Walt Disney or of the Doctor. It's Walt, and it's Walt Disney playing the yeah. Doctor. Yeah, he just he just Tardis comes in and he he steps out and looks down at a Dalek and goes, "Well, uh, I think uh, you would be a good addition to Tomorrowland." Hmm. Are you Does saying Disney own Doctor Who yet? I mean, I no, no. but it's only not yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's only a matter of time before Disney buys the BBC. <laughs> yeah. In the following weeks, the BBC, see you real soon. In the following KGB. weeks, Mickey would learn and comprehend. Oh, comprehended with a capital C. Yeah. What's with the random capitalized letters? Jeez. Mickey would learn and comprehend at a nearly impossible rate. I know that I have issues with capitalization, but I almost it's almost always a person that I'm capitalizing. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. And I've noticed this, but it's not it doesn't it doesn't seem to be an issue. It's just hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mickey would eventually utilize this newfound intelligence to assist the doctor in the creation of two more anthromorphs. A duck that would be named Donald <laughs> and a dog that would be named Goofy and he had his oh, penis out. <laughs> well, well then. The doctor would pass his moral values onto the trio, constantly teaching Mickey, Donald, and Goofy about the folly of mankind and how it could all be changed for the better. The doctor—I'll I'll take this next paragraph. Um, the doctor brought in his son Sora to meet his recreation. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, <laughs> it has a habit of doing that of Donald, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. We all know who the most important characters in Kingdom Hearts are, though. Uh, the Weeblos? I don't know. Uh, Riku, the I, 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 No, no, no. I say I. I had a point there, and that's none of them. The three amigos. The three caballeros. Are they even in Kingdom Hearts? No. Donald uh, is. Donald is. But one third of. <gasps> oh my God! Wouldn't that be awesome if? Okay. If Kingdom Hearts actually had the three caballeros, and there's a point where Donald meets like Jose and. <laughs> 
punching down. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing, man. All I have to say is that they've been through all these Kingdom Hearts games and no Darkwing Duckland. Boo. Mm, I mean, that Saint Saint Canard would be a pretty rad setting. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. be real. Um, I, I, I here I'll, I'll pick up the sentence. In order to continue funding his research, the, the research, the doctor had to call on his rich uncle Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Uh, the, the doctor would keep his creations hidden from his Russian higher ups, capital H on higher, Russian higher ups, buying time by telling the KGB that he would be working on a bioweapon codenamed Fantasia that Ooh. when used would wipe out not only the Americans, but anyone else that didn't represent the best interests of the Soviet Union. Wait, you're not capitalizing union? You'll capitalize every other word, but not union? <laughs> so it all began with Project Fantasia when they turned the first group of test subjects into brooms. <laughs> and then it went on to turn everybody else into into appliances and home <laughs> objects. It's, it's happening. We're getting that brave little toaster cinematic universe in there. Yep. Uh, this is me now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. This weapon, as he'd continue to explain, would carry on the winds, travel around the entire world, killing those not inoculated with the cure. So all you have to do is listen to an album. The doctor delivers... Oh, we're changing tense here. The doctor delivers the Russians both the super weapon Fantasia as well as the means to administer the cure to every man, woman, and child that the Russians deemed worthy of saving. Wait, but I thought he said he was hiding this from the KG. Well, he he hid the Animorphs. Oh, but Fantasia... it's sort of like Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie, where they uh, hire him to... You know, if if Tony Stark had been ordered to build a weapon that turned people into brooms, but instead <laughs> used the material to create giant animals, yeah. Man, that version of fan, that version of Iron Man would have been so weird, because in, at the end of it, uh, it would be uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. fighting uh, while Jeff Bridges pilot, pilots a giant broomstick through... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Russians... It'd be like a Harry Potter movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Russians deployed the Doctor's doomsday, we- doomsday weapon. Fantasia spreads over across the globe, killing billions in a matter of days, including the Russians themselves. The cure the Doctor claimed to develop never existed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no one, one saw that coming. The cure. <laughs> the cure. The band. The cure. Never existed. The cure never existed. Now oh. it's a Mandela effect story. <laughs> It, oh, what's that movie that's coming out yesterday? The one about the yes. guy, what if the Beatles never existed? I wanted to see the one, what if the cure never existed? How would that movie go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody's standing around, kind of just looking around, going, huh. Actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? If the cure never existed, we would never have um, uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girls. They oh, not, maybe. They would not exist. What would we have in their place? Uh well, no, the Manic Pixie, Pixie Nightmare Girls? No, well, they, actually, the Smiths would still exist, so there would still be Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I was wondering what else we would have in their place, like um, irate Italian uh, police women? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like some, some other trope? Uh, I don't know. F- uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not that easy to think of, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Unrestrained... <laughs> As opposed to all the other women who are restrained in this universe. What? Jeez. What? Uh, socially inadequate. I don't know. 
just trying to come up with with uh, unrestrained, socially inadequate turtles. <laughs> Anxiety driven. <laughs> Anxiety ridden muskrats. Teenage. Wait, shit. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> You're next. Is it? I want to see that cartoon that opens with that. Unrestrained muskrat. Wait, shit, fuck. <laughs> ah, shit, that was bad. Like, they're starting to sing the theme song, and they just stop, and they keep the recording. Ah, shit, that was bad. Let's do another take. And then it just ends. Um, all right. The cure didn't work. We know that. The cure didn't exist in this alternate universe. The human race as soon is soon erased from existence. It's revealed that Fantasia would have a secondary purpose. Most deadly to humans, the compound would mutate all animals that came into direct contact. Anthromorphs are now the dominant species of the planet. This is shown in a montage that plays like something from a horror movie due to the animation's realism. Oh, okay. Boy. So we've got um, the alternate theory creepypasta now, too, because this is Mickey Mouse's world of animals. Yeah. It's built on the graves of the human race. Mm-hmm. So we've hit a lot of different notes here in, in this uh, story. Deep in the underground lab... The doctor is isolated from the effects of Fantasia. He spends his final moments with Mickey. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> do we want to read further? I don't know. <laughs> Saying, remember what I've taught you. When I'm gone, they'll look to you for leadership. All of them. Learn from our mistakes that, so that you never make them yourselves. Hmm. Mickey is confused, thinking that the Doctor would see this new world he was responsible for creating. The Doctor tells the saddened Mickey that he has no place in that world because it no longer belongs to him. Longer being capitalized. Yeah. Hmm. After him. Hmm? I just was, it's interesting. Longer being capitalized. I'm trying to figure out why that would be. It's a lot of words are randomly capitalized and it makes no sense. Hmm. After an emotional goodbye to his protégés, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy... How know what must be done. Using their enhanced strength, the three rip the <laughs> <laughs> Of course. The three rip the doctor to bloody shreds, then take turns mm-hmm. consuming the gory chunks to acquire the last of his wisdom. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this is now, all animated, the by the way. In ni- 1944, according to the th- real. Here's the thing with this, and you know, far be it for me to criticize anything, but how would you, when you watch this cartoon, because this person is watching the cartoon that's been brought up from the vault, how do you know that Mickey, Donald, and Goofy know what must be done and then rip him to shreds and eat him? I mean, like, you could say, you know, it appears as if, or, you know, it would seem that, but it's like, it's telling the story outright instead of telling it from, like, a viewer's perspective. Yeah. Right. Also, like, how are Mickey you and this- Donald and Goofy, they know this instead of, I watched as, you know... So no, so I want to point out again no. that this movie apparently has no sound apart from there's no, oh, no music. No, so there no, is still no, sound. There's still sound. There's no music. Um, but I think I'm with Slimy on this. Know who your narrator is. Think if, if this is clearly from a person who's watching this, write it like you're the person watching this, not like you already know everything. Hmm. I mean, like saying to acquire the last of his wisdom is like you wouldn't know why that, you, you know, you would have no idea that was going to happen. No. So you'd be, Perhaps to, you know, whatever. Maybe it was to acquire his wisdom. Anyway. Huh. Well, my turn? Your turn? Who read? I just uh, read the last bit. Oh, so it's slimy. He he used some uh, some flatworm DNA, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mickey, Goofy, and Donald escape to the surface where they are surrounded by hundreds of newly turned animorphs. We're just going to call them that. Yeah. They're lost. They're confused. They're scared. 
Mickey no. tells them not to fear as he takes his place as shepherd to the, this new flock that's looking for guidance. Oh, so they're all hold, sheep. Hold on, hold on. So the people didn't Shepherd. die. They turned into these... Animals mutated to become anthropomorphs. Animals did. Uh, Animals yeah. did. Not that I... <laughs> uh-huh. The animals became anomorphs. And then... That, what and if, then the Yerks showed up and... What if what if the entire Animorphs series of books and the television show and everything was about animals that transform into people and they just they transform into people and they just start, you know, like you would expect, just shitting everywhere and you know oh eating anything that isn't nailed down, you know, just, just acting <laughs> assholes. They're just they're just weird humans. Yeah. But they're just they're just hu- they're just animals in disguise of humans. That is yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that. You have to create animals to, you know, save the world. Wait, no, never mind. In in that (laughs) case, would you call them humanomorphs? Humanomorphs, yeah. (laughs) Humanomorphs. Humanomorphs. Oh, me? Yes. We see a montage of of society being reborn. Mickey is declared all-powerful leader of... Disney World. Oh, come mm-hmm. on. Disney, Donald and Goofy take their place at Mickey's side as his counsel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I need my wise counsel. <laughs> like, great, great counsel. There, oh, heck, Mick. I yeah. think you should go and just fuck him up. Hi, everybody. I'm Goofy. <laughs> Why? I like, I'm a I like. drunk. <laughs> I I just keep thinking of um I hate to say this but I keep thinking of that the the prostitute Mickey thing who's just like hey Mick I, I could really use a, a little help right now can you give me twenty bucks <laughs> yeah Jesus Christ that version of Goofy the, see I, I was out. picturing of I was picturing one of those new Disney shorts you were talking about yeah he just shows up and he's visibly drunk yes the other characters are kind of like leading in with their lines and you know but he's like he's like looking off camera and going no. No, I can do this. Uh, <laughs> what was that. it again? Oh, yeah. Mickey, we should go to that haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Look at that. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love how much, uh, I will say for, the, for those new shorts, I love how much uh, Paul Riddish, or not Paul Riddish, gets, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Paul Riddish, how much he actually gets Bill Farmer to, like, emote big time. Oh, yeah. You know, just the moment you see Goofy go, Wow, Donald, you look like death! <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised. I watched a couple of those, and I was surprised that they were, you know, not what you would expect from, like, a, a lukewarm, tepid, you know, Mickey Mouse kind of cartoon. You know, it was like, it's, it's funny. oh, cool. I yeah, should, I, should... I actually I actually do like them, because they're they're a little, you know, they're, they're since Paul Rudish was the guy who created Two Stupid Dogs... Mm-hmm. It's not that surprising, but I kind of like that Disney's that this is a more sort of like absurd cartoon version of it's, Disney. It's like they realized after so many decades of, you know, like tightly controlling how Mickey must look, how Mickey must act, what Mickey must do. Yeah, that, you know, it seems like Disney finally, you know, let the leash loose a little bit and was like, you know what? A lot of people don't really actually care about Mickey. Like, in <laughs> so just, to, you know, see if you can get some interest back, you know. 
and I do. I, I mean, Kayla and I watch them, oh, and yeah. we I remember we dig them. We showed it to a friend of ours, and uh, she was, was like watching one episode. She's like, "I can't believe Disney allows them to get away with this." I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't sued them yet. I'm like, "No, this is Disney." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "No, Disney has made these. This is Disney." <laughs> she was shocked. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is made by, like, Disney Corporation produces these. Mm-hmm. Well, Not I a mean, It is pretty yeah. great when you get me- memes out of that where you can just walk up to someone and go, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sorry, where were we? Oh, you just, you just read, yeah, right, Kayla? Yeah, so... Uh, so is it me? Yes. Uh, the anthropomorphs the, the assume control over the already established human infrastructure using their shared intellect to improve on Tech. Technology! Mm-hmm. Once thought to be on the fringes of cutting edge, even in the age of enlightenment, the anthropomorphs regard Doctor Disney with the reverence of a god. He's like Imhotep. I mean, if we have to acknowledge that this is con- self-contained in one movie, yeah. yeah. But I would still ask, well, why is there no reference to Disney being a figure, you know, in any other cartoons? But you I know, mean, this is sort of like yeah. a self-contained thing, so whatever. Yeah. Also, here's here's another thing. I just thought about this. Uh, if this was made in 1944, the KGB wouldn't exist yet, right? Like they Maybe came they along. They came along they... left later. Oh, they I were think all you're, yeah, secret. Yeah, because this is 1944. That's when we're still in World War Two. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, that's weird. They they just are off the books. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the C, the the super the prototype KGB research people Google. Is your friend? Don't don't quote me on that because I'm not looking at Google or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure from the re- research I did when I was uh, adapting the Russian sleep experiment, the KGB didn't exist yet. Because um, hmm. remember the Russian sleep, and 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 we we did this we did that episode slimy the on UCA. We talked about I don't know if we talked about that part, but we talked about how yeah, a hundred and fifty episodes ago, I remember. <laughs> I don't know if it was that many episodes, but okay. it has to be fair. It has been several months okay, since you've been I- on the show. I, so. I looked it up. KGB, not until 1954. Ha-ha! <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly. Fuck you! Well, Those there, tricky Russians, you there, know? There was pre- other agencies before that, though. No, there was, like, what, the LGB? Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the LGBT? <laughs> the LGBT? Uh, they would have been, actually, they would have been called the NKGB. Hmm. Oh, the Nicholas KGB. Yeah. Now, was that, like, N... Then, like, with an asterisk, and then KGB, like, in sync, or? <laughs> uh, no, it's just NKGB. The NKGB, which was staffed entirely by Dreamboats. Oh! <laughs> they, their, their hit singles carried uh, the Soviet Union through the tough times. Their hit single, their hit singles, including the pop sensation, Who Told You This? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, All this right. is so baffling. Like this story is off the rails, insane. It's it's sort of like as I said, it's sort of like a mashup of a few tropes. You know, the yeah. Alt- There's been so many stories where it's like, uh, hey, you know that whimsical cartoon about the creatures who aren't human? Did you know that they replaced humans? You know, so. Wow. Pokemon. Uh, That's true. Yeah, okay. Smurfs. I don't know. Smurfs. A religion. Thundercats. <laughs> a religion is. Do you guys formed. remember snores? <laughs> snores. God damn it. <laughs> uh, a religion is formed based on what was able to be pieced together from his past. They erect Ooh. monuments. 
statues and churches to worship the man who gave them all life. He didn't give them life. He, uh, he made them into monsters. <laughs> they were already alive. <laughs> he just he enlightened he, he them, doctor, apparently. He Dr. Moreau'd them. Yeah. So this is just the island of Dr. Moreau if it was run by a, a corporate businessman. Mm-hmm. The, the effects of Fantasia are not without their drawbacks. No, you think? While most animal species... Killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> While most animal species on the planet have evolved, there are those who have a genetic resistance to the change. This 20% of the animal population lives in harmony with age. With their biologically advanced kin, they are named the Elder Ones. Some continue to live in the wilds. Others live as pets. For the capital P. Could you imagine keeping your elders as pets? That's ridiculous. I mean... (laughs) Yes? Come out in support of keeping the elderly as pets, David. Come on. We know this has been brewing for several episodes. Kayla, I just remember we have to walk Grandpa. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Sorry. Uh, No, well, uh, we'll we'll get to it. Grandma Gracie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, my cat, I had a cat that was older than me, so growing Hmm. up. That's keeping your elder as a pet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dog, dog ears and cat, even cat ears. What do dog ears and cat ears have to do with anything? Uh, there's a lot of them in mm. the world. The uh, the cartoon finally ends with Mickey taking in one of these an- these an- one of these animals in. That's <laughs> the cart. Let me read it again. The cartoon finally ends with Mickey taking in one of these animals in. Listen, familiar- listen. The the author is getting tired. Yeah, yeah. This is all in one <laughs> when you go. write a post, you it- get tired at the end because you're writing it in one sitting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> A familiar orange dog. Wait, Garfield? <gasps> Heathcliff? Oh, yeah. Dog. Yeah, sure. Yes, Garfield the dog. Yes, Garfield Courage. the dog, you know, in this universe. Isn't Pluto, Pluto is not orange. He's yellow. Well, Pluto, Pluto is not orange. Get it right. Oh, we're, we're here to witness the birth of David's new character, uh, the superfan... Uh, Disney character who, or the Disney super fan character who runs a Disney vlog. Uh, what is the name of your character, David? His name is Oxnard. Oxnard. <laughs> his name is Oxnard Dunsey. Oxnard. He legally Dunsey. changed his name, but he couldn't change it to Disney. So oh was, yeah. And he couldn't change it to Dusnoid either because someone else had taken that. Okay, so everybody out there, look forward to David posting up some vlogs in character as Oxnard. Yes! That'll be coming later be, this month. Be prepared for that as I, I enlighten you to all the mistakes everyone is always making about about the best c- company in the world. Six flags? More like sick flags because I want to throw up every time I see it. I also, also because they can't ride their roller coasters. They have a very sensitive stomach. That's true. There you go. Yeah. All right. So fuck the, them. the end fades up on screen as Mickey and Pluto walk off into the sunset. There we go. And now the <laughs> aftermath. And I now will... the conclusion. Thank yes. You. I was oblivious to the fact that my nose had been bleeding continuously as I watched the cartoon. Oh, hyper-realistic nosebleed. (laughs) Seconds later, the room started spinning, then everything went black. When I came to, the lab was in ruins. Lab? Lab. What lab? Lab? My name was what? (laughs) What? Machines were smashed and streaks of blood stained the walls. Where are we? Why is there a lab? You were in a vault. Like, what? Hypothetical Disney vault. Lab. 
Maybe he means like a Labrador retriever. Aww. Aww. The lab was in ruins. Aww. Mm. Looking down at my troubling, trembling hands, I could see that they were covered in deep gashes. Not long after waking up, I would be escorted off the premises by security. I was let go soon after for sabotaging company property. It was very formal, and they chose not to press charges. <laughs> okay. I didn't want Why? To... You ruined Cropper. Okay. You ruined Christmas. Yeah. Just like Nicolas Cage did. So... When he highlandered Santa Claus. He saw this lost, uh, lost episode, lost movie... And it caused him to black out and do things. Is that from a, any other creepypasta? Uh, do we have a... Uh, uh, wait, I, I, do I have to name just one? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, you know, do we have something that we can't reference back to another story? Like, I, I did, did, I, I'm trying to remember. Did someone pass out and abandoned by Disney? Like, he, he passed out, right? At one point and then woke up? Uh, no. Okay, so that didn't happen. I don't remember. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> it was... He would never. He would never pass out. Yes, <laughs> Christopher Howard Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Howard Wolf claimed on a podcast <laughs> that he didn't pass out when he visited Mowgli's palace. By the way, I should point out that that story is completely fake, and Christopher Howard Wolf should be ashamed of himself for trying to make it real and trying to fool so many innocent people. <laughs> people. <laughs> People looking into this story will know that not only is not is Mowgli's Palace not real, but neither was Treasure Island. They're actually thinking of River County. What the fuck? Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, you fucking nerds. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, fine. what now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is it? Whose turn is it? Oh, so it's mascot, it's not characters. Wait, I fucked at it, too. Oh, no. Oxnard. Have Poor. you been getting into daddy's alcohol again? You don't judge me, you you hack. I okay, know. So I'm ah. established lore canon now. Oxnard does break into Os- the family. Oxnard liquor. gets very drunk and takes his dad's webcam and records. We have two more <laughs> paragraphs. Let's get through. Oh, sorry. Um, I did I read the bit about uh very formal? So I think yes. you get the next one, Slimy. Uh, the blackouts would continue for many or for months after my termination. When I eventually did go to the hospital, they discovered that I had a roll of film wedged up inside my nostril cavity. No. <laughs> they discovered that I have stage four brain cancer. Oh, for the love of hmm. God. <laughs> See, he's got such a high IQ, he's playing 4D brain cancer over here. Oh, no. I know with every fiber of my being that I'm now sick from watching that cartoon. Sure you are. Look, I know some cartoons make, can make you sick to your stomach if you're squeamish. I mean, like, when I was really little, I saw Red and Stimpy and went like, no. <laughs> the doctors say I, I don't later. have that long left. They, that I should can make I just the... Can I just interrupt very quickly sure, just to sure. say that David turned on, young little David turned on Ren and Stimpy for the briefest moment saw a log dancing and said, that ain't right, click off. <laughs> and that's why I have oh, stage four click. brain cancer. Yep. David, for Jesus. anybody who doesn't know, David was a really a really staunch Republican redneck as a kid. Oh like, my god. If like, the good lord, the good move, click. If the good lord wanted <laughs> logs to move. He would have made logs move. Was this some kind of log witchcraft? Click. There it does go. not roll downstairs alone or in pairs and over your neighbor's dog. Man. Dog is man's best friend. You can go hunting with him. 
Look, I've, I've tried eating a log. It ain't fit for a snack, and it sure yeah. as hell don't fit on your back. That's right. You know who fit a log on his back? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait a minute. The dark. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, when. <laughs> God damn it! Stop when it! He, he, shit, I'm not gonna you go that far. You guys should just have your own podcast where you just bullshit the whole we time. Could, we have talked before, Slimy yeah. and I, about doing a, comp, a, a podcast that's just us improving bull, a bullshit creepypasta. Yeah, you guys. We'll still do, do that. You should do that. Hell, let's fucking do it. Let's let's do that right now. Let's do. No. Yeah, let's, oh, not, let's, let's not let Kayla finish this paragraph. Let's just. No. The doctors say that I don't have that long left. <laughs> that I should make the best of my remaining time. I wish I could. I really do. But I can't stop thinking about what I saw that night. I can't stop wondering what Disney originally planned to do with that cartoon. I hope to God that they destroyed it because I know now, in these final moments of my life, that cartoon wasn't named The Final Solution. It was The Final Solution. <laughs> I. God damn it. This story. Um. <sighs> um, Disney, Walt Disney's super Russian anthropomorphic I, I universal feel, global Nazi I don't know I think that here's what I think and guessed off based off what the writer was thinking they thought what if Disney World was the whole world like how would that yeah. look and then well, yeah I mean it's it's not a bad premise. I mean, it, as I said before, it, it sort of falls into that category with all the other things where it's like, you remember your favorite childhood show? It's actually dark. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. that's sort of like something that a lot of people do. I do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah, did so do that. that category where it's like, what if all the cute cartoon characters were actually mutated animals, you know, that are on the bones of the dead humans, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, but, uh, the ma- I feel like the majority of yours are, are fictional cartoons, though, that are just the ba- barest homages to uh, existing yeah. cartoons. Right, right. So, I mean, that's one thing. That's one. That's a that's a point to you, right there. I think, and since nobody asked, and the author didn't ask, and the author won't care, if I were to give like a tip to the author, I would say to tie in more real world existing Disney things. Yeah. Like, say, you know, in the movie, the doctor, you know, was going to release Fantasia from two locations within the United States, one in California and one in Florida. There you go. To to spread it on, you know, certain jet streams or certain wind patterns or whatever. Yeah. You know, just tie in little things like that where you say, oh, those are the parks, you know. <laughs> but I just, I yeah, the whole thing was just meandering and didn't offer anything that we haven't read before, you know, or at least understand from tropes. This is This is a trope central Trope Central Station, mm-hmm. where you start your Grand Circle tour around Disneyland. Hmm. I rate. I rate. This. I understand that. I understand that. That is fair advice. I, I think. Uh, I, yeah, actually, yeah. Did this I, ever I, say that what Fantasia was in terms of its? Uh, not really. Uh, bio weapon. Okay. No, it's a bio weapon. We're not sure how it came about. Just it's a. Bio it's a. Weapon. It's a chemical plague of that w- fucks with genetics somehow. Well, see, here's the thing. I assumed from the beginning that it was a gas, but it ha, just... Ha, ha. No, sorry. It's a, it, that was a real gas. <laughs> it just says bioweapon. So the project codenamed Fantasia that would kill the entire populace could be the cartoon. Broadcast the cartoon across the world. People watch it, get brain cancer, and die. You'd, you'd think that... Based on the timeline, though, I'm not. This thing was labeled 1944, and Fantasia was 1941. Yeah, it was uh, much earlier on. The real. So 
he created a bioweapon named after the movie he already put out. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Well, at one point, again, the author completely slips. It doesn't even say, like, oh, this is just Dr. Disney. And no, it's not. It's it's Walt, obviously. But then they just let him go. And it, and it was Walt. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think if this needs a rewrite, I think the in terms of, like. This needs a big rewrite. But especially. But, but it's, like, not a, it's not the kind of story I. It's, it's not the kind of story I care about. That's the other thing, too. It's very. It's I I I've read so many stories like this. Yeah, but as and a, it's it's as, it's it's aping Suicide Mouse. It's aping Squidward Suicide. It's it's just but aping lost Suicide episodes. Squad. It, it does. Yeah. It, what are we? <laughs> you put Squidward and Mickey together and and <laughs> just play uh, heathens in the background and you have yourself a movie. But I feel like yeah. this I, I, like where it's coming from is a little bit more original. A little bit. A little I'll, bit. But... I'll grant. I'll grant you that. I guess. I just. I just not. This. This story was. Was not. I, I think it's. A, it, the I story think, was not interesting to me in the it, slightest. I think it's. It's insane. Like a lot of the stuff that comes out is just like, what the fuck. Mm. Yeah. But and. I mean, you guys know me yeah. to a certain extent, and to know that I wouldn't, you know, jump to this conclusion unless I really believed it. Um, I feel <laughs> like this is, as I've said before, like a mishmash of other stories. But that's like true. A beast version of our mascot, and I was, well, you know, clearly, in a vault viewing an old Disney cartoon, and you know, it just—it's like a lot of things from a lot of stories. Well, the last—the last few stories we've covered on the show have told us anything. We—we we, we went back. Uh, our last episode, we went back and looked at um, uh, Pokemon Black and uh, Lavender Town Syndrome, and at, looking back at those, and realized, oh yeah, so many Pokemon and even just video game creepypastas in general took from that. took elements from those, and just mm-hmm. said, and here's our own version of these. So people are always borrowing elements from other stories that were already popular or successful when it came when it comes to creepypasta and this is just the most recent example again this was posted only on no sleep only like 20 days ago well at least that's i don't know if it was published somewhere earlier but it says 20 days ago so it even it even has the same sort of beats you know it opens with the disney right everyone loves disney well there's a dark side to it and then you get the story it's just Mm. It's a paint by the numbers. There is a formula. Creepy pasta. I feel like there is kind of a formula to it now. Like, there, there is. You, it's the same formula. It's the formula they used to make Fantasia. <laughs> I wish that this had a line. It said about how there was no music, but there was humming. I wish that at toward the end of the story, when the movie was ending, there was a line about how the humming got louder and louder until it was unbearable, and then you know his nose started bleeding because then. <laughs> Then you could say, "Oh, you know, it's some kind of frequency," well, and now he's payoff there. I'm sorry. No, then there's some payoff there for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. That w- and that would actually make more sense why she got that too, or he got that. We don't know what, our, what the gender of our narrator is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Here's, here's my secret. My secret is, or my actual perfect, my final solution for everybody is, um, if everybody in the world assumes that a narrator is their own gender. Then it all shakes out because it'll be fifty-fifty. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right, uh, let's give it our freshest ratings and uh, and be done. What say oh, you? Yeah. I give this a um, frozen uh, ride out of out of um, Maelstrom. Hmm. Uh, I give it with a Tesla coil. <laughs> <laughs> I give it. Um, uh, one Nicolas Cage out of 
two Nicolas Cages. <laughs> what? In face. One of them is played by John Travolta. <laughs> that makes even less sense than usual. Um, I give this one goofy penis out of a uh, bucket of shredded Disney chunks. <laughs> nice. Eat them to attain his wisdom. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. I'm so sorry. Is this alleging, is this cartoon alleging that he was torn apart by, like, was that part of his plan? Who, why would you, hmm. I, I don't know. It's a, he's a mad scientist. It's a, and it's a cartoon and I don't, I don't know. Again, I hate all of humanity, including this, myself. This we must all go. animated too. It's, a, it's just this weird pastiche of just different things that don't necessarily connect, but just in the loosest way possible. Just, it's not awful, but it's just, it's rote. Somebody out there, this is this is the thing. With all this talk of hyper-realistic stuff, and it showed up again, not hyper-realistic, but photorealistic. With all the talk of that in these stories, I'm surprised that nobody has written a story about finding an old uh, movie, either a Disney movie or just in general, on VHS from like the 80s or 70s or 60s, however far back you want to go. Maybe even a film reel, like an old film reel. Hmm. of a 3D animated cartoon. Oh. Like a Pixar, like an original cartoon that's like Pixar quality, but was made in like the 1920s or 30s. <laughs> <laughs> like, that to me would be like, you know, I don't know. Because it's always this thing where it's like, I found this old movie and it had some dark secret on it. But what if it was just like a really cool fucking movie? Yeah. What if it was like a decent CGI film, like you said, yeah. and then just like it doesn't make sense? How would they have that technology? Well, it wasn't like the film was particularly creepy. It was just, it was just, a, it was just a using a technology that doesn't exist yet, right? So. And you have like you know the 3D model of the villain was you know obviously based on Boris Karloff, and I think it was voiced by him, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's you know couching in the time and like wait a minute, it and then you the, but before it gets to the credits, the the film like. Or you have something weird in the credits, too, like something weird. Like you have John Lasseter credited. <laughs> <laughs> the, the credits roll by, and at the end of it, it has special thanks, and at the end it says, and you! Dun, dun, dun. Oh! <laughs> no! But then oh. uh, post-credits, it, uh, for whatever uh, I hear, that there's there, there was a meme of, that went around on Twitter. It was like, when it, when a game says, and you, in the credits, and it's a, it's a clip from Mario Kart where it's Yoshi... Looking uh-huh. at the camera, smiling, and the camera just yeah. slowly zooms in more and more on his face as he's driving by. Like, ah! <laughs> it feels so good. It feels so good to be helpful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Thank- that's the truth behind Disney. Yeah, we've learned the truth. Yay. Thank you for expose. Thank you for joining us to expose this- expose this uh, this horror to the world. Disney expose blogger Mister Wolf. You- Are you Do- talking about the story or Goofy's penis? <laughs> I don't think we anyone wants to be exposed to Goofy's penis. Also, writers out there, do you ha- know more horrors about Disney? Can you writers write out st- there, do you have Goofy's penis? <laughs> Can you write a story that does not involve Goofy's penis? Then <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can. It's it's pretty hard not to these days. I tell you what. Enter our contest. It's send it in by July 17th, 11:59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2,000 word maximum. It's our mm-hmm. like we mentioned before. Disney Creepypasta Contest. Our goal is to see if you can write a better Disney Creepypasta than most of the Disney creep- Disney Creepypasta out there. Can you write better than Slime Beast? Well. 
Can you write better than Slime Beast? Find out when Slime Beast secretly enters the contest. <laughs> <laughs> He's done this. Because last time he did, no, you couldn't. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I just I don't know how close we are to ending, but I just want to say um, if anybody's writing this and they're having trouble. And they don't know enough about Disney parks or Disney, you know, lore, anything like that. You can always just write around that. Um, you know, just have your your narrator or your character, whatever the hell. You know, just have them, you know, hearing from a friend or, you know, oh. something. You know, yeah. like I remember going to Disney, you know, Disney World as a child. Um, I was too young to really remember it at the time, but my brothers and sisters were older, so we went. Childhood memory you know, is a great trope to work with. Honestly. Yeah. I don't really remember much about it. I was too little, but you know, there was a corpse and it, you know, punched me in the sternum. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the pirate the skeletons on the Pirates of the Caribbean aren't supposed to do that. <laughs> Wait, what was that once? Uh, you mentioned like one day doing a midnight marinara about a skeleton kicking someone in the, just kicking everybody in the groin. <laughs> Oh yeah, Matt Hawley's great story. Uh, great story: the skeleton who wouldn't stop kicking people in the balls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and the idea was that you just hear crickets, right? It would be a long, long pause, mm-hmm. and there would be crickets, and there would be silence for a bit. And suddenly you'd hear a cartoon like thwack sound, and go, "Ah, my nuts! Yep. That skeleton just kicked me in the nuts!" And then you hear some bones <laughs> rattling away, and this is the end of the story. There you go. I think you could, you could probably do that as like a serial, like an ongoing serial, just tack them on to the end of Shit. the episode or something. I could. The skeleton's always in a new location kicking someone in the nuts. Oh, is that Francis? Oh, sacre bleu! Well, here we are in outer space on a space station. Oh. Houston, we have a problem. As a skeleton floats away, it flips him off. Yeah. It uses it, you. It, that ha! You can't stop me, skeleton. The oh, the momentum of his kick is actually propelling him back toward the earth. That's right. While it's propelling me into the depths of space, mm-hmm. man, I knew this like untethered spacewalk was a bad idea. <laughs> untethered spacewalk, by the way, I used to play bass for them. Ah! Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. 